What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Building Business and Life Together with the Masons. I am Anthony Mason and my lovely wife. Lashika Mason. <laughs> Man, we got something spicy for you today. And I'm gonna let you kick it off, babe. So what you got? Let's talk about relationships, right? Let's talk about a relationship where there's a male and female and the female is the breadwinner. Female is the breadwinner. Female is the breadwinner. Okay. Let's talk about that. So, you know, historically, males are the man in relationship. His ability to provide for his family, it kind of shapes who he is, right? Historically. Historically. Okay. But these days, you know, what? Well, let's go back to this. As a result, a man's partner, earn, when she earns more, it can make a man feel inadequate or emasculation. Do you agree? Do I agree? Do you agree? Or it can, guess, or it can cause a man to question his worth um, I, if I he's can, if he's not able if his if his the female partner is earning more than he is and he's not the provider yeah. for the family. I could see how that could be a challenge. I think where that would become an issue for a man is if that is the way that it's been their entire relationship. That's one thing. What that she was the breadwinner the entire from time. the beginning. Okay. But if there is a complete dynamic shift and he was the breadwinner and then it shifts to now the wife becomes the breadwinner. Mm -hmm. I could see that man questioning self-worth, having doubt mm -hmm. around his ability to provide as a man because that was the expectation that was set forth at the beginning. The beginning. But I think it should be one where it's celebrated, right? What if, you know, you're, you're in a relationship and, and the, the man is providing, he's making the most money, but then all of a sudden the female, like in today's society, a lot of women are boss women. They have businesses. <laughs> <laughs> They're out here doing big things. And I have so many friends, single and married, that are breadwinners or making more than their boyfriends or husbands. So, I mean, it's a thing now where is we're moving more towards equality and pay for women. I would go on to say that when it comes to how a man is defined in today's society, it's okay. by the materialistic things. It's by how much money they make. It's by what they do for a living. So that's why I kind of just set around if there's a change. Yes, it should be celebrated if a woman is a breadwinner making a, a significant amount of money and contributing to the household like I guess for me I kind of look at it differently simply because we've been in that position like our relationship and how it started I think we don't have the traditional start for a relationship we both depended on our parents yeah. While being together. Yes. We then became independent adults. Once you, you joined the military. To, yep. You went to college. Mm -hmm. I went to the military. At that point, I was the breadwinner and, excuse me, and the provider. Exactly. I provided everything. So outside of, I mean, yes, you lived on campus. Yes, you had a roof over your head. Your parents were still kind of responsible for some of those things. Yeah. But the moment that we got married, a lot of the water got turned off. <laughs> Not in the literal sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. You mean like. We, right, yeah. like yeah. everything, Financials. all the support and everything coming yeah. from. It's like, okay, now this is this is your wife. You take care of her. Exactly. Which is how it, you know. I mean, that, that is to be expected. <laughs> but what, what I would say still along those lines is there was a understanding and expectation in our relationship to right. where we were growing and building something together mm -hmm. from the ground up. We have right. a grassroots relationship, yeah. family, lifestyle. Everything about it is organic. There was nothing that was given. Mm -hmm. So I think for us, it's very easy to talk about this topic and say, you know, at first you were in school. I was in the military. I was immediately being paid. Right. I was making a couple hundred dollars a month, but everything was taken care of for me. And because that little two, three hundred dollars a month that I was making, I was able to support you if needed. Mm -hmm. But it was primarily to support myself. But once we came back stateside and we got married and then and I, you graduated, and I graduated college. college. 
Then I got that Shorty raise. Had, Shorty had the degree at that point. Yes, and I had that got yeah. that raise and became a, an accountant. And she she negotiated and, her salary. I think you out the gate. I think you were making about forty five thousand. Yeah, well, yeah, out the gate. But then, like when I was like, okay, I'm about to graduate from college. I want to make more. I was up to about around probably fifty five. Yeah, I gave like fifty five thousand. And then I, yeah, and then I created a business outside of that where I was making eight hundred a month doing some outside work, like part time work. You remember that? Yes, I yes. do remember that. So, but so then that that changed. The role, right? I was I was bringing in more money, but at the same time, I feel like the value that your career brought in it kind of weighed it weighed the same. Yeah, I think one of the issues that a lot of couples have. L but let's talk about the value though, real quick. For sure. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So I think one of the issues a lot of couples have is that they're always taking score, and it's a constant competition. And it's not a competition. And for us, like we are very competitive people. Very. I think we are very competitive even amongst each other. We are, but, but it's friendly competition. Exactly. So there's a difference. <laughs> like if your relationship, you're always keeping score. Everything is competitive. What I did, this, I, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. There's no I in team. Exactly. So I think that is the key component in right. the entire pieces. Don't take score. Remember that it's a partnership yeah. and that each player on the team has their role. And it can be seasonal. It can. And for us, it was, right? Because you started off as, as the provider, the breadwinner, you know, and then once I graduated college, then I started to bring in more money. But at the same time, your career in the military actually put a roof over our head with the base housing. We also got a food allowance from your career. Like we had all these things. Housing, food. Benefits. All benefits, the great health benefits. All the medical benefits. Like yeah. everything we needed was in that one ecosystem exactly. on base. Gym memberships. Like, so it was none like of those my, things matter. my extra income was like icing on the cake. It was pitch. icing on Okay, yeah, because yeah. at that point, I think it was unheard of for someone in their very early 20s to have three cars. Like, we had three cars, like, yeah. living on base. Yeah. So, BMW, for no reason, two Hondas, two like, <laughs> Volkswagen. Like, right. So, this. it was teamwork, right? It wasn't right. me boasting and saying, oh, I make more money. I'm bringing in more. No, like, it's teamwork. It's like, okay, yeah, now I can bring in more money. You can also bring in all the extra value that we needed as far as um, insurance and things like that. So, I mean, I think that was great. We actually handled that pretty well because it could have went a, a whole nother way. Yeah, you know, but, like, but that's why I say like the seasonal piece of it is like understanding that wall. Well, let me back up for a second. Once you got your degree and you got that raise, mm -hmm. we got a raise because yes. I've been with you right. the entire time <laughs> you went through college and I incurred yes. that bill, that bill of for those student loans <laughs> for the school that I did not attend. So you were in your building phase yeah. while I supported Mm -hmm. And then while I was in my building phase, so we came to Maryland, right. fast forward, I ended up, you know, getting my government job. I think at that point, then the roles kind of switched a little bit to where I then became the breadwinner. Right. So now I'm, I'm making six figures, things change. Mm -hmm. You had an option though, mm -hmm. to back up a, a little bit, you had an option to be like every other spouse on base. Yeah. And you could have stayed home. Mm-hmm. And taking care of the dog, and we were planning for children. Right. You could have had the traditional role of staying home. Why did you choose not to do that? Because that's not how my mom brought my mom and dad brought me up. Like we, me and my sister were taught to make sure that you bring value to any relationship you're in, and make sure when you're if you're not in a relationship that you're able to hold your own. And but where does that come from? Like what was instilled in you to say I am not going to be the woman that stays home and takes care of the kids right. and doesn't have a career? And not to say that anything is wrong with her. It's not 
not. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because that actually adds value to a relationship. That's still it's, adding value. Yeah, because you, then you don't have daycare expenses because and you know that your child is home safe with your I mean, spouse. Shoot, these daycare <laughs> expenses around here, it can so be four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, you got to look at each each one of your team and together you're a team and you got to look at the value that you bring. So it wasn't that was for me personally because the way I was brought up that, you know, the man is the provider. I actually was brought up that way. My dad, you know, was the sole provider. If my mom decided, you know, one day she didn't want to work, she don't have to work. Like right now she does. She, he's retired and he retired her. So he's always said that the man is the provider. And then whatever the woman brings to the table is icing on the cake. And that's why I said that. And so that's how I was brought up. But at the same time, if anything ever happened to you or our relationship, that I still got to be able to hold my own and carry my own. So I never wanted to be the person to stay home and not do anything. I always wanted to be a business owner so that I can always have a trade or something that I can do to bring an income. So yeah. role switch. Role switch. When? Or position switch to where I became the breadwinner. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So then you're doing your government thing. You're making a significant amount of income, but I'm still the breadwinner. Right. And you're contributing significantly to that. So yeah. great income coming in. But yes, I'm still the breadwinner. But then we get into real estate. Mm. Still the breadwinner. Yeah. Get you out of your government position. Now yeah. we're working together. We're working together. We're a team. Yeah. So then I switch from doing everything in real estate to taking one role in real estate and you taking another side of the business. Right. So you so took I'm, the buyer business. I'm a buyer's agent. Yes. Fast forward. Pandemic happens. Yes. Complete uncertainty in the real estate market. Uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. No one can be on a road. You got to have a letter if you're essential personnel and be able to actually go out, show homes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I represent sellers. Mm -hmm. Sheikah represents buyers. Yeah. Sellers, because of the uncertainty in the market, they're not uprooting themselves and their families out of their homes. They don't know where to go. Somewhere. Somewhere. Mm -hmm. But there was a significant decline where I'm used to holding... 10, 15, 20 listings to where like I had three. And me, because the interest rates were so low. <laughs> All the buyers were coming out the woodworks. Out the woodworks. And Sheikah is absolutely winning. This girl is closing seven to 10 deals a month. Yes. And it's got me over here looking crazy <laughs> because no sellers are calling right now. But we are a team, babe. We are a team. But like, so I really just want to bring it to present day. Yeah. Like, like this how was. How did that make you feel though? This how did that make was you feel? 2021? Yes. Or 2020? One. 2021. I'm going to tell you how it made me feel. Okay. And do you remember the conversation we had and where we were when we had this conversation? In the garage? We did. We were in the garage. Yes. We also had that same conversation at the kitchen counter. Oh, okay. But I sat in the garage with you and expressed to you how inadequate that I felt mm -hmm. in our relationship mm -hmm. because of my ability to provide at that particular moment. Right. With the uncertainty. And this went on for about two, three months. Yeah. Before the market really kicked in a gear and my business picked right back up. Right, but it, it's not your business and my business, it's our business. It is our business, yes. but my role mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the business mm -hmm. wasn't thriving at that particular moment for me to provide the way that I was used to providing. And the specific word was inadequacy. Yeah, you said that. And what that did to me at that time, like it really was a self-esteem check for me. I felt like, I don't know, it was a mental thing though. Mm -hmm. Like, but I'm gonna have this conversation with you full on, like it's fine, we're on camera. Uh-huh. Okay. I felt like in that moment, mm -hmm. because you were winning, we were winning together. Yes. But listen, okay. I've always been a team player. I've always played team sports. Like, and yes, we win the championship. Yeah. But if I didn't put points on a board, I just got a ring. Okay, gotcha. I just got a ring. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't say that when we won that ring that I dropped 20. Right. So in that moment, I felt like I wasn't contributing, but I also felt like your ego was here. But that's and that might not even be the case, mm -hmm. but I'm going to let you explain that. Right. But your ego was here. And I felt like 
What was the term that I used? You felt incompetent? <laughs> what? You had oh, you walked gosh. around. I, had, but you, I, had you walked around the house, <laughs> you felt like you were it. I did. <laughs> but that's not what you said. But anyway, <laughs> that is not true. And I think that was just your perspective based on the deals that I were close that I was closing at that time. Because how you felt. But that wasn't the case. Right. But then so like But I, I think it's great that communication that I was just about communication to say that, is yes. key. And when roles shift, because roles do shift. Throughout and you do everybody have has seasons. a season. Everybody has a season, and it's really important to communicate to your partner, to your spouse, whatever, like how you're feeling when the roles shift, or you know, when things like this happen to where you used to be in a breadwinner, bringing all the money, and then all of a sudden you're not for a season. There's still value you brought, Anthony, and during that time, you know, you were still like very involved with the girls in school and you know, gardening and having them do all different kinds of things that we would not normally do just to keep them preoccupied during during the pandemic and things like that. So mm-hmm. it was so many other things that you brought to the table outside of money that was valued that we communicated about. When you told me how you felt, then I had to explain to you, look, we're a team. So I'm closing these buyer deals. It's not just my buyers. Like, this is us. No, oh, yeah. And so that's very valuable information. And I think that had we not have had that conversation, that's one of the number one reasons why couples break up. Yeah, yeah. Why they why they divorce. Like, yes. I service clients today that mm-hmm. go through this mm-hmm. and they're selling their home and, you know, they're splitting. And a lot of times it's over finances. And sex. And sex. The two most, the two things that most people divorce over Correct. are money and sex. <laughs> so I think for us being veterans and, and it's funny because somebody's probably watching us right now that's been married for 30 or 40 years talking about veterans. Veterans. Eight, like y'all been 18, married for 18 years. You're still you know young. That, you just right? got married yesterday. Right. <laughs> um, but I think that our experience mm-hmm. and longevity in our relationship and how we understand each other, I think, is very key because had we not have had that conversation, like any other relationship, that could have went left. Right. But I think for us, it was like, okay, look, we got to have this conversation. I have to let you know how I feel. And then also, because I had my own internal assumptions, because I was battling with the fact that my wife was making more money than me and how I felt like your attitude had changed based upon how the role shifted. Even though, like, knowing you as a person, knowing your heart, yeah. being married to you, I know that's not it. Right. But you always have those, the most negative conversations you will ever have is going to be internal self-talk. Yeah. So you have to be able to be open to having that conversation and your your partner has to be able to be receptive to that conversation and strategically Mm -hmm. uplifting you so that you feel adequate and it motivates you to keep going. Because if you don't, it's a spiraling like slippery slope that you could be going down. So I felt like in that moment, that conversation was so key because not that the tables turned, I think that we began to work together even more as a team because you became very cognizant of how I felt. Yeah. So it was more of, let's make sure that we push that side of the business as well. Exactly. Um, so it really motivated me to push it beyond. But I felt like it was relevant to have that conversation simply because we could talk about what happened 20 years ago and how I was in the military and was making a couple hundred dollars a month. But to make it something more recent where your average Joe Schmo that would see me mm-hmm. or people that know me would never know that we had that going on. For like three months. <laughs> yes, for three for three months. I mean, it was it was tough. Yeah. But definitely something that I feel is always like the things that we go through, they make your relationship stronger. But in that moment right there, it was communication because I can't tell you how many clients called during the pandemic that divorced. People that we helped buy houses, they were selling them six months after they bought them. Yeah, yeah. 
because of that finance situation. And the thing about it is for us, when clients call and they're like, we're going to divorce and you want to sell our home, we are, we're always like- We go into counselor mode. Yeah, we're in a counselor mode, like therapy, like, you know, like- I mean, I'll take the deal. No, but let's talk it through because we would rather them stay together than sell their house. (laughs) But if they can't make it through, then yeah, we're going to be there to support them on whatever they need real estate. We we helped one client in a lot recently. Yeah, they actually stay together. So, which is great. We didn't have to sell their house. So, but we say all that to say that a relationship Relationship is not a competition. At all. It's At never all. a competition. It's not a competition. Um, the goal is for both partners to feel fulfilled in the relationship and, you know, uplifting and just making, feeling like you're bringing value, whether it's monetary value or, you know, value with taking, helping take care of the kids, daycare, whatever it is. Everybody has a role. And throughout your relationship, the roles will change. They definitely they will change. They will change. Will, will, change yes. is inevitable. It's like, it's going to happen. So you just got to go with it. Yep. As we wrap up today's episode, we encourage you to share your comments um, below. And then also, you know, let's uplift each other. Let's make this dialogue uplifting so that we can use these techniques and and suggestions um, in our personal lives and relationships. Absolutely. Just to hit home and bring it all back. This was an opportunity for us to be vulnerable with you guys. I wanted to give you an example of when our relationship started and where we were. And to give you something that was more up to date, to just really understand that we're all human. And no matter how you see everybody, we we tend to put everyone on a pedestal when they're in a public eye and you think that people don't have certain challenges, but everyone goes through different things. And this was a moment of vulnerability for us, especially for me, to just really share as a man that the roles will change. And when they do change, embrace it. Everything is within your control. I mean, we there have been times where very early on in our marriage where I went and got a part-time job to make sure that I continue to provide because I wanted to do whatever I needed to do in order to ensure that I was continuing to provide you know, for our family. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I will stress to everyone that's watching the show today is that we are not defined by our paychecks, but we are defined by our actions and how we contribute every single day in our relationships with our loved ones. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember to keep, keep building, building and, and stay, stay unstoppable. unstoppable.